Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're starting part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I also want to point, like, just for for guys who are following along, um, if they're wondering what it's like to go from unhealthy to healthy, it is an imperfect messy road because <laughs> yeah. um it sounded like you were working you know 60 70 hours a week talking to a whole bunch of other guys who were also working 60 70 hours a week and like man we should probably do this in a better way and then the solution was well why don't you come work for us and work a little bit more so we can get healthy <laughs> um yeah. but like yeah. I- i'm saying that not really like in tongue like slightly sarcastic but also like that's how when I came on staff at the refuge in January of 17, that was how I was going to solve. That's how like I was going to solve things too. I was like, Oh, well, you know, I need to work more so I can be healthier. Yeah. You and I, I think you and I come from, you know, we have a lot of differences, but some similarities, some similarities as well. And I think you and I, you know, cr- you know, push back, but like we, you know, we come from this whole, like, I'm going to work myself out of my problems. You know, <laughs> uh huh. I'm gonna try to work my way out of it. If I just work a little more and a little bit harder, all uh-huh. these problems will go away. Yep. If I can work the most, then no one can ever be upset with me. Yep. Yeah. Because they're like, well, he worked more than I did. So yeah. that's how you get ahead, even if you're doing stupid stuff. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't it? It did not work out well. So you come on staff late 2016. Mm-hmm. what uh what does the next couple of years look like for you well i yeah i i mean i think i mean by god's grace i mean i think i think i did help like we i mean i i uh i recruited you which i think man was probably one of the i'm best, really glad that happened which one of the best things i ever did because i think you're a phenomenal at what you do you've been such a blessing to the refuge and you, you become you become a good friend and and i re- and i mean i really appreciate you um, Thanks, I started working in, yeah, you're welcome. I started working in September you started working in like January. Right. Uh-huh. So it yeah. was like, like right after I came on, you came on. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, Doug was there. Um, Mike was there. Doug Shotsky. Yeah. We brought Doug on or Doug. Had, I can't remember the timeline. Exactly. I think Doug had been on a little bit longer than me. Mike had been on a little bit longer than me. Becca was here we started to really have this really strong staff and <clears throat> I just really begin to do the same work that we do with the guys with the staff. And I don't know, it began to something began to shift and it was, <clears throat> it was powerful. And I think it started mm-hmm. to, it started to calm the culture down. I felt like when I first came, like because of all the change, this isn't a criticism of anybody. I mean, it's amazing what the refuge has done. And if anything lately, we was just, just trying to, um, sustain what what's worked but there was a lot of um, anxiety and a lot of freaking out and i think that began to lessen as we all just became more intentional as a staff together mm-hmm. so that was really exciting um but at the same time i was still like you said i was i was i was still trying to do my own work and so some of that was like hey let's help everybody else get healthy but i'm going to just continue to I'm going to talk about it, but, but struggle to do it. Um, Uh because I was still working 
too much and taken on too much. And that kind of hit a fever pitch in 2018 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, walk me through that. Cause that from 20, it sounds like 2016 to 2018, you're working two full-time jobs. Yeah. Two full-time jobs, but also two very, very taxing jobs. The church. And I'm not good at math, Wes. I'm fairly certain a full-time job is 40 hours a week. So that's, you know, maybe close to 80 if you're being nice. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't working 80, I don't think, but it was, it was really exhausting because I was, I didn't take into account how these meetings were affecting me emotionally, but how I would plan my schedule out because I was in charge of my schedule, which can be a good thing or a curse because I was always like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be doing, you know, asking those questions, which can be anxiety inducing, but I would just plan out every hour of my day. Like, and that, that, and like, I would be in 10 hours of meetings, whether it's like parishioner, let's just congregants that need help or marriages that need help or staff that need to be equipped or sermon prep or like the sermon team or the leadership team at Veritas or a community member on the West side. I mean, I was literally running from one thing to one thing to one thing. And after a couple years of that, I was, the wheels were falling off. I was like, emotionally unavailable to myself, to God, to my wife, you know, if, you know, if Amber was here, I'm sure she'd have a lot to say, but like, I just slowly got into this really dark place and this really bad thinking. Like I was, I became really sad and I became really like, I didn't want to be around people Hmm. because I was around people all the time. Um, it was struggle to even hang out with friends. Um, and, and like, everything was a problem. I became really reactive. Um, it was just like people would come to me and internally I'd be like, Oh, what now? You know? And so, man, I I knew that something had to give, I knew there was a lot of work that I needed to do personally. And it became more and more clear that in order to do the work that I wanted to do from, from my own soul, there's a lot of questions I was asking. I was dealing with a lot of doubt too. And, um, by God's grace, I was able to, and I mean, I mean that genuinely, I think it was a gift of God that, um, because I, I look back at my journal, I was, I was keeping a loose journal and some of those messages that I wrote in 2018 were just extremely dark. Um, and I'm not really that kind of person. I think, Unfortunately, I got like that a little bit being a pastor because I think I just had some, I think I had some beliefs that weren't, that weren't, that weren't true. I was believing lies and I, you know, I I know that we don't want to spend all day on this, so I'll just move on from that. But at the end of the day, it it became apparent to me that like a change needs to happen. Um, There's been so much change and so much moving parts. And I just really felt like maybe maybe my role was to, was to, was to start this thing and maybe somebody else is supposed to take it into the next season. And I, I felt guilty for a while feeling that way. Like, am I running from something? You're talking about starting this thing, Veritas West. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost became like, I have to do this after a while. Mm, yeah. And I think, I mean, 
Yeah. I hope I hope you don't mind me saying this, but since we know we are yeah. trying to model this relational thing, there was that that is very like just looking at this timeline. And you're right, you and I do share an awful lot of the um, well, if we just white knuckle it, grit our teeth, we'll probably be able to get through this season. But the yeah. I think the biggest shift was I can't remember if you and I were in a in a group meeting with uh, the guys from Crosspoint who came in for the entire staff at the refuge. Um, and one of them, one of them said, it's like, yeah, you can white knuckle it through a season, but at the end of the season, who do you want to still be around? If the purpose of getting through a season is just getting through it and not caring about the collateral damage along the way, it's not worth, that's not the right, that's not the path to take. Yeah. It's how do we do this in a sustainable way? So like, if you're doing it today, uh, like I meet with Jim Cofield also, he said, can you maintain the pace you're doing right now for 10 years? He asked me that like two or three years ago. And I was like, yeah, of course I can. He said, can your family? <laughs> That's always the hard question, isn't it? And and, and I was like, yeah. I had no response. It was like, death, like in the back, like right away in my, in my mind was yelling. Absolutely not. But yeah. to me, I, was like, I could just convince we- them. Yeah. And I didn't think, I didn't even ask that question to myself. Yeah. Oh, I never, I never did either. Like, I'm fine. What about your kids and your wife? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be starting our fifth and final episode of this conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.